All right. Well, welcome everyone today to ILTA's podcast entitled InfoSec Risk Reduction 101 for Remote and Hybrid Document Review Operations. I'm your moderator today, Jordan Ellington, founder and CEO of Session Guardian. I'm pleased to have Todd Matson, Chief Practice Systems of Covington and Burling, and Scott Bilbury, CEO of Vigilant, join me as speakers today. Welcome, Todd and Scott. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. So I will start with some questions for both of you. Um, first, describe your roles at your respective organizations and specifically how you are involved in document review projects. Todd, please start. Hi all, uh, thanks Jordan. I have been at Covington for about 15 years. I lead the uh, e-discovery and document review operations. We have um, about hundred staff attorneys and um, usually have between 100 and 200 contract attorneys under management. Um, I have a great, a great staff, great group of folks. I focus on um, strategy on significant matters and work with the partners and firm leadership on um, relationship management with vendors in the space, as well as inside, inside uh, in-house counsel and uh, consultants, et cetera. And I'm Scott Bilbrey, I'm the CEO of Vigilant Legal Solutions. Uh, we are a boutique professional services firm offering e-discovery and uh, document review services. Um, we are a consultative firm. We help clients find the best solution for their matters um, and can uh, scale up you know, for uh, the most large and complex matters as well as the small um, more discreet matters. Um, prior to joining Vigilant, I was a partner and managing director at Ernst & Young, uh, where I led, similar to what I'm doing at Vigilant, provided consulting, um, e-discovery doc review services um, on small discreet matters, as well as the larger international complex matters. Thank you. Um... So describe your roles, goals, challenges of the law firm, client, hosting providers, and also document review staffing providers, especially in today's remote document review projects. Todd, start with you again. Well, uh, okay, so the roles, goals. Um, so you have in a typical project, uh, an investigation or a litigation matter, the discovery phase will have a client. Um, obviously, uh, often there's more than one. Um, we'll have uh, document review uh, vendors and um, e-discovery uh, vendors and consultants. Um, I would say maybe half the time uh, our clients bring, bring to the project a, a selected e-discovery vendor and or document review vendor. Um, in terms of roles, um, challenges, I mean, I think uh, the, the challenges, the roles have not changed that much during the pandemic. The challenges are, are different at, at the margin. There are some unique things that, that have happened to us all in these projects as we've gone remote. But, um, but I think the challenges um, are, are pretty much the same. And I'll give one example, and that is one of the things that we are sensitive to um, is, is, is the nuances of particular matters. Some uh, large, Scott alluded to large international, uh, an, an antitrust matter, a second request, for example, needs to be handled very differently than a, a small internal investigation. Um, those challenges aren't necessarily uh, different today than they were 
prior to the prior to the pandemic. But re remote review does bring some some nuances to to the projects. Yeah, and I, I see my role as you know what, primarily helping clients find the right solution for their unique problem. And I think one of the uh, a common misunderstanding in our space is that. Uh, you know, an e-discovery matter is an e-discovery matter. Every doc review is basically similar. Um, years ago in our industry, that you know, uh, providers would take a more monolithic approach, and it was kind of their way or the highway. And that's that's not what our customers are expecting. Uh, so we go in and try to find exactly what is the right solution at the best cost for them. Um, so you know, we're working with clients, general counsel, IT, working with their unique. Um, information uh, uh, IT systems, um, you know, as Todd alluded to, there are, you know, there have been some challenges um, as, as uh, you know, working through the pandemic and how we've had to work. Um, and, you know, the tools have been evolving to help us do that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think everybody understands that we're kind of at a new reality right now where we just have to embrace the fact that we live in a hybrid world um, and, you know, we've adjusted our services um, to meet our clients' needs in that space as well. Thanks, Scott. And that, that's, a, that's a good lead into the next question, which is uh, how, uh, how have your information security concerns evolved over the last couple of years with these uh, hybrid and remote document review projects? And start with you again, Todd. Yeah, as I said, <clears throat> I mean, we... we uh, really started thinking about uh, information security and and data loss prevention in, in the context of of contractor uh, do document review projects that had had a lot of contractors um, we started thinking about this dealing with this uh, frankly well before the pandemic like like so many things the pandemic uh, accelerated this with everyone's move to work from home but um, the specific information security challenges, I mean, look, we, um, we uh, identified early on the risks related to our clients' most sensitive discovery material or, or invest investigation material ending up on the PCs of the contract attorneys um, whether, or, or the contract agency's network for that matter. Um, and we're an early, uh, as you know, Jordan, we're an early... Uh, adopter of then called Secure Review, now Session Guardians Software and Services. Um, the, the goal um, for us was to identify a technology solution that would put a bubble around the matter, um, keep the information, the, the, as I say, the client's discovery material uh, under review, keep it um, on, on infrastructure that we control and that we can audit and that we can monitor. And, and, the, and the final point there is um, as the contract reviewers and, and, this, and the folks touching this material all moved home and, all, and many moved onto their own PCs, we were looking for ways to authenticate uh, who, who, was, who was logging onto the database, um, not just credentials, not just two-factor authentication, but who was actually sitting in front of the computer screen and, um, and those elements uh, that 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 is new, and the and the proportion of cases where that's become uh, you know an element of consideration went from uh, from a few percentage to ninety nine percent in the last few years. 
Yeah, and as Todd alluded to, I mean, pre-pandemic information security, um, uh, protecting the, the company against data loss, cyber attacks, that, that was, you know, growing leaps and bounds every year, just the amount of resources that companies were devoting to that and, and, and building up an appropriate staff in-house. Um, so, so that already was happening in, in a huge way. And uh, the pandemic, uh, you know, didn't, didn't uh, diminish any of those concerns. Uh, in fact, it, it, it introduced a whole bunch of new ones. Uh, as Todd was saying now, you know, um, in this new world where we have to embrace a hybrid model, how can we do that effectively? You know, the hybrid model has offered a lot of great opportunities to us in our space. You know, we can now recruit nationwide and, and get the absolute best candidates, uh, which is good for our clients. Uh, we're not tethered to, to, to one region, um, but, but we, need to, we need to make sure that, you know, with those opportunities, we're also mitigating any, any challenges that come with that. Like as Todd was mentioning, people are working in homes under different environments with different, you know, types of computers. Uh, and so we need to make sure that, that we are, um, you know, meeting our client security uh, expectations uh, in those situations. So it's really been an adjustment that's had, you know, frankly, a lot of upsides, but some challenges that we're working through. Excellent, Scott. And, and we can segue into, you know, as you're, as you're considering these remote uh, review uh, projects and, and, and getting prepared for one, um, I'll start with you, Scott, this time. So what, what are items that you would consider important uh, while planning for a re remote review project? Well, you know, just like uh, onboarding all the candidates, um, you know, let's, let's, let's be honest. I think that, you know, pre-pandemic, there were some advantages in having everybody in the same location when it came to onboarding um, and, and having everybody in the same room as you were uh, explaining the unique parameters of, of, of the project and getting everyone oriented. Um, you know, we, we need, tools to, to uh, help us deal with that situation so we can have the virtual onboarding and so forth. Um, so those are some challenges. Um, you know, as the doc review starts up and, and is progressing, reviewers have questions. Um, you you kind of want to have a sense of who's getting it and who's not getting it, right? You want to be able to track progress, uh, make sure people are working when they, when they say they're working. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, you have the same challenges of bringing people on board, getting them up to speed, getting them oriented, answering their questions, interacting with them. Uh, so that that hasn't changed. I would I would agree, and I mean I think uh, the question what, what's important items to consider when planning. I think in some sense, in planning a document review project. Um, pre and, and post work from home, there's some things that haven't really changed. I mean, the, the one question, for example, is um, beyond our professional obligations to keep our clients' information secure, is there a regulatory regime that poses particular additional requirements, um, an ITAR matter or some other, as I say, some other regulatory regime? Uh, uh, is, there, is there HIPAA, is there medical health record content, for example? Um, so, so those kinds of questions in planning your project and planning how you, who you, who you hire to be document reviewers and how you onboard and train them, um, that kind of, those kind of fundamental planning questions haven't really changed. Um, I think, I think uh, cost <laughs> sensitivities 
haven't really changed. Um, the size, you know, size and timing of matters are questions that you consider before planning. But one one important change post pandemic, as got mentioned, is that we now have a marketplace of the of the the whole country, and some and in some instances, um, uh, you know, folks outside of the the country to work on document review projects. And you know, in the space of a couple of years, we all got really good at using uh, at, at using the remote um, access tools, um, and and so that that those those features of of the remote or the hybrid project do figure into the planning for sure. But I guess I would emphasize that that planning these kinds of projects um, after the pandemic is in more ways similar than it is dissimilar. Thank you, Todd. Uh, I'll start with you, Todd. So what what uh, types of InfoSec and DLP technologies have you seen evolve in the marketplace? Well, yeah, so I guess while well, continuing on my, uh, <laughs> my prior rant, um, everybody's using VPN, everybody's using two-factor or multi-factor authentication. One of the things we see a lot in the e-discovery vendor and document review vendor space is Citrix, some variation uh, or flavor of the Citrix product line for, for remote desktop. Um, so those are all good and they're sort of, you know, in many cases, particularly something like VPN and two-factor authentication, I sort of see as table stakes in any one of these projects. We've pushed, uh, again, you know, with, um, with the help of some of our, of our vendors, we've pushed for greater, um, greater um, I guess, um, consistency and discipline around user authentication, both at the onboarding time and day-to-day -day on projects. User authentication, who's actually sitting in front of the monitor. Um, we Collaboration tools, can we set up an information security infrastructure, a secure infrastructure for the information for the matter itself so that we can control who has access and at the same time add uh, add collaboration tools and communication tools for you know to make the matter run smoothly and to not not rob the individuals of the sense that they're working on a project. I mean, this goes to the to the to the collaboration and the coordination and the training questions. Um, so I, I mean, I guess I would say that that solving the DLP problem by you know having the vendor promise that the USB ports are locked or that the screen sharing is turned off. Um, that, that's good, um, not, not enough, but that's a good start. Yeah, and from my perspective, I, one of the uh, things that's evolved in our industry over, over time is that clients want more options. They want flexibility. And as I was mentioning earlier, yeah. you know, the early days of discovery were ones where you, know, you had monolithic approaches and, and kind of one way of doing things. And, um, you know, clients are more savvy. Uh, they 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 have a clear idea what they want and what their needs are, um, and we have to we have to meet those needs and we have to be flexible. So, um, as Todd was saying, you know, that there are different types of matters with different levels of sensitivity. There are different solutions, uh, you know, of, of available. And you know, and as, as my job as a consultant and as you know, in a firm that um, has our DNA in consulting and finding the right solutions for clients. You know, those are all tools, right? And it's a matter of just finding the right tool um, to give the client what they need and help them work in the way that they want to work. Yeah, one thing I'll I'll 
follow up on Jordan, if I may, is that the you know one of our considerations, we we work with as I as I mentioned, we work with a number of vendors and we work with a number of really good contract document review attorneys all over the country. Um, and one of the things that's important to us is the 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 privacy and the confidentiality of those folks as they work on our projects. Um, so we've we've we felt the tension between um, wanting to create a a really secure, uh, informationally secure environment for our projects, at the same time respecting the the privacy um, of the uh, of the reviewers who, uh, let's face it, you know, most of whom are are today working, you know, at home in their homes in their home offices, and that that does bring some challenges into this, and it's a it's a countervailing force that we're not, um, you know, we're we're, we're not inured to. Yeah, Todd, I, I would tend to agree with you on, on the Session Guardian side. We see sometimes uh, resistance to what could be perceived as, as uh, surveillance. Uh, surveillance. Um, you know, we, as, a, as a, I would say, privacy first service, you know, nothing is recorded. We're just ascertaining if the user is in front of the machine, is it the right person looking at the screen? So that, that's a very good point. Uh, so in closing, um, you know, do you have um, some, some you know, practical tips uh, uh, that you've uh, and experiences uh, to manage work from home doc reviews that you can share? Uh, and also, you know, what has your increased attention to information security taught you? Todd, you can start. Oh, practical day to day on getting these projects started. I mean, look, for we have, as I said, we have probably about half of our significant matters. Um, we, we rely heavily on, uh, on contractors, both on the e-discovery services side, as well as on the document review side. And so <laughs> the practical tip is um, pick good vendors. I mean, we work with a lot. We uh, try to keep our, 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 our list of uh, go-to folks, go-to vendors listed, limited to, to, to probably five or six. Um, but there are conflicts, concerns, and cost confirms and demand concerns. So we're 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 always um, evaluating new vendors. But but my tip would be pick a good vendor, um, uh, and then and 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 then have them use the right tools. I mean, we're not here to talk about relativity versus other document review platforms, but but it's a good example of of the right tool sort of um, becoming. Uh, um, you know, becoming de rigueur, becoming required. And so if you if you think about the the presence of something like relativity in the marketplace, I would encourage folks to look for try um, very tested, tried and true um, information security tools and information security services. and maybe not leave that to um, to the vendor that you just met. Thank you. Scott, your your vendor perspective? Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, in terms of practical tips, um, we need to find a way to keep our reviewers engaged and, and, and try to create an environment where they feel like they're on a team. Um, you know, doc review is seen as a very solitary kind of uh, exercise, I think. But, but you know, there, there is a group dynamic that I think is important. Um, and you get that, you know, in a, in a physical location where there's a sense of a team and a sense of a common purpose. And, uh, and again, where we're understanding, for example, the demands of the subpoena 
in a, in a very nuanced way is very important, right? So we can't, we don't want to lose that as, as, as we're moving to a, a remote work environment. And so finding, uh, you know, tools that help maintain that kind of collegiality and, 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 and sense of team. Um, but also, you know, we need, uh, and I, I think mentioned this early on in, in, in this session, uh, we need extra tools to kind of track productivity. And, and you know, I, I, I think sometimes that's seen as, a, as an Orwellian thing in our business, but it's really, you know, it, look, every project needs good management, right? You have to make sure that you're deploying the right resources and those resources are working in, in ways that you expect to meet the client's needs. And so um, have, having tools that kind of uh, more accurately kind of validate when people are actually working. And it also can help you see when you might have a problem that needs to be addressed. So, so those are really kind of the, uh, you know, practical tips, try, try to recreate virtually the dynamic um, that you would have working uh, all, all on site. And those tools are, are, are here and they're, and they're getting better. I would, I would agree. Let me amplify that. I mean, we've found that, and I mentioned this earlier, this notion of a matter specific information infrastructure is very, very useful um, on, on certain types of projects where the, the issues and attributes of the document review investigation, for example, are changing uh, and they're changing. Uh, it's very dynamic. It's, it, you know, it, it may not, it may not always be this, the two years of responsiveness review in a, in a very large project. This may be uh 30 or 60 days of intense uh, document review um, of, a, of a relatively small number of documents and a relatively small team, six, eight, 12 people. But, but if we create an information infrastructure that is matter specific and secure, we can run teams in that, we've done this. We run a matter specific email, an entire email infrastructure that's unique to that matter and a Microsoft Teams environment that lets that group work together as if you know, as if they were uh, at least part of a, a part of the same organization all the time, if not uh, physically located in the same place. I mean, we all know that, uh, you know, being in the same room is not the same as teams. But if that's the best we can do with document review staff spread out all over the all over the East Coast or all over the country, then then we got to do it. And the, and the cost of doing this um, look, in the last few years has plummeted. So, so there's really, in my view, no, no excuse not to have bring, bring those tools to help with cohesion and collaboration and training of that team um, to, to, the, to the party here. Yeah, and, and one final point on that, if I may, you know, uh, we've all seen uh, the, the, the amount of time it took for companies to kind of uh, uh, adopt, accept the cloud, right? And the adoption rate was slow in the beginning, um, but but it picked up and now everybody kind of accepts that cloud is here and they've embraced it. I think this, the same thing is true with remote work. You know, 10 years ago, I think this would be a much, much different conversation, but but things have evolved and we're in a different reality. And I think it's a reality that everyone's accepted. Excellent. Well, Todd and Scott, thank you for your time and sharing your experiences. And uh, thank you to the ILTA audience that will be viewing this podcast and take care. All right. Thank you.